Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Welcome to Golf Smarter Mulligans, your second chance to gain insight and advice from the best instructors featured on the Golf Smarter podcast. Great golf instruction never gets old. Our interview library features hundreds of hours of game improvement conversations like this that are no longer available in any podcast app. The average LPGA Tour player swings at about 88 miles an hour. There's a lot of you out there that can swing at 100 miles an hour or 102 miles an hour or some of you that can swing at 110 miles an hour, and that's really fast. But the average LPGA Tour player, if I put them on the tee with average club golfer guy who swings at the same speed, LPGA Tour player is going to hit it way farther than you. But wait, why? If you're both swinging 88 miles an hour, you have to have the right launch conditions to maximize on that strike. And club golfer out there doesn't. The average LPGA Tour player does because they've got the club face path relationship that gives them optimized distance for that face and path. Club golfer has some kind of a wiping, glancing blow that takes away the compression. With another interview from the archives of Golf Smarter, here's your host, Fred Green. Welcome back to Golf Smarter, Martin. Hey, buddy. How Appreciate are you? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for having me back. Oh, I had so much fun with you the first time. I was hoping that you would agree to do this again. So this is not an issue for me. Plus, I got to tell you, there's been a really nice response from the Golf Smarter community uh, who sent in questions and wanted to know more about your product. So um, I'm really happy to bring you back on because it seems like there's a demand for it. Thank you. Well, it's, you know... I've had a lot of questions from your listeners, and I really appreciate that. And, uh, you know, times are busy, but I try to get back to everybody as promptly as I can. <laughs> and, I, and I love those questions, so keep them coming. Yeah. Well, and there's an incentive also for the Golf Smarter audience, and we'll remind them right now that if they uh, – and we're making it easier for you. If you go to GolfSmarter.com and click on the Tour Striker ad at the bottom, uh, you get 10% off. Yes, you do. That's – you know, I mean, you can go buy it locally if you want – but you're not going to get 10% off, and you're going to have to pay the full retail price. But if you go through GolfSmarter.com, click on the Tour Striker ad at the bottom of our page, homepage, uh, you'll get 10% off your purchase. 
And remind them to put in Golf Smarter when the coupon code presents itself. And I'll remind you to put in Golf Smarter (laughs) when the coupon code presents itself so that uh, Martin knows that you came from us. But That's right. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But still, take advantage of because Tour Striker is – I'm going to go on and on about what a great training tool this is compared to – all the things that I've seen out there. I've got one guy who's been asking me again and again. And I'm like, I don't get it. I'm sorry. I, I'm sure you think it's brilliant, and it may be, but I don't get it. But Tour Striker, as soon as I took it out to the range, I got it. Well, and, and that's just it. They, you know, we, we reshot the infomercial two days ago with McCord, and that's a, that's a separate we could do an hour discussion on that fella alone. He's such an okay. interesting, bizarre, fun guy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know he it's just he just gets so excited about the darn thing and in the and here's the truth about it I've had to, he was my he's my pitch man he's a paid professional to do that sort of thing yeah. however the second you know that was me not even knowing the guy presenting him an opportunity to hey you want to pitch this and he liked it anyway so he's like yeah and the second show I mean his time his not a, he didn't charge me a nickel to come do the reshoot really not a nickel you know I bought him lunch. And we had a lot of fun, and he was out there for about six hours with me in the hot sun, getting not only getting videotaped, but also they flash more sun on you with those reflective cards. Yeah, right, exactly. Like but no, he's a, he's such a fan of the thing, and and he's seen the how it has changed people's intent, you know, and how to, how the club works. They no longer, um, and, and you know, and I and I gotta say, Fred, it doesn't fix them all. I mean, there's, it, it you know, some people are just so strong in their ways that they'll even take the spoon and try to use it like a knife <laughs> and you know but but in a lot of cases they look at the different club and they go whoa okay i see what this crazy guy is, is doing here with this silly thing and and i can i can make my body behave differently and hit better golf shots so they record so uh, so excited about it and and th- this show wasn't so much to say hey we're introducing this new thing it was to say hey we've had this thing out there for a couple of years now We've had so many success stories. We want to share some of those with you. Show you some of the, some. Uh, I, I do some coaching in this one of a couple guys that um, that came out to Phoenix. That were one's a fire captain and one was a uh, a software engineer guy. And these are just your average Joe golfer guys, like eighteen handicaps. And we did some before and afters that were great. I mean, they don't look like Sergio Garcia after, but they look like. The club is doing the right thing in your basic everyday Joe's body, you know, and, and that's what and that's what the you know the golfing nation is. They want to just get the club behaving properly with their you know their body. So we had some fun with that, and McCord was great, and then you know had some a few more testimonials for some coaches that use it and that sort of thing. So good fun. Great. And when do you think this is going to be launched? What, are you going to put this on the Golf Channel on Sunday mornings type of thing? Yeah, or? you know, it, the, we will. The Golf Channel, the rate card on the Golf Channel is getting super expensive, so it's I tough, to, tough to run now, those shows. Aren't they owned by NBC now? They are. In there, yeah, well, you know, that'll change the rate card right there. That changed the rate card. And, of course, the Viagra ads, the people are, <laughs> you know, those, those, those go on there first for the millions of dollars they pay. But, uh, yeah, it'll be on the Golf Channel, and it's... Um, I think the editors say three weeks. That that means in real time six six weeks. Mm-hmm. So you'll see a new a new show out there in the next month or so. So and it's fun. you know uh, we record this at one spot and then we publish it the podcast at another time and then by yep. the time some people listen to it you know here we are recording this in the middle of uh, middle of April some people maybe not be listening to this until you know mid to late June. Um, mm-hmm. which is fine because that's the kind of content that we, we deliver here on the podcast that you can listen to at any time. Right. Uh, but 
So you're saying that it, this thing should be up on, we'll be able to see it regularly starting probably in June, you think? Yeah, yeah, no, and okay. it's more instruction-based. It's, I mean, there's there's a pitch, obviously, because you're trying to sell tour strikers and introduce you to the other, other products, but... Um, there's some there's a bit more content that'll be of hey that's me that's what I do and oh Martin's working with a couple of guys and you know here's a different message on on the success of it and then you know if you want to if you want to get better you know here's a way to help shortcut there are no shortcuts but here's a way to help you understand more mm. clearly what you need to do and that's what it was know. for me it was it, as I've talked about multiple times is the one bucket of balls and I understood a lot more about my swing than before and um and and there's a couple things that you do very subtle buddy but very effective (laughs) i love the change your intent right sure right i I have talked to so many um solopreneurs entrepreneurs on this program who come out with a product that they are absolutely convinced it is going to change not just your game, it's going to change your life, right? Right. But here you come along, and I just think it enhances your credibility when you say something like, it doesn't work for everybody. No, it doesn't. That's, I mean, that's pretty powerful stuff. I mean, you may not recognize that, but from where I'm sitting, that's very impressive that you would say that. Because, of course, you want to sell more tourist strikers, but you don't want to sell them to people who are going to get upset that it didn't help. Well, here's the the real facts of it, okay? In in a direct response campaign, like when you're selling stuff, if you're going to – we budget. And this isn't me knowing this stuff. This is just the marketing guy saying, hey, this is what you can expect. You can expect to get 5% of these things back. Okay, well, we've only got 2% back. Now, that is a miracle because people on a whim go, oh, my God, they're late night watching a show and they go – Here's a guy pitching this thing, and they market they they budget for five percent back. Other training aids to remain nameless, you know, <laughs> they'll get seven or ten percent returns. So to only get two percent returns is amazing. Now, what that really means is probably ten or fifteen percent of the people it doesn't help. Mm. They're just too darn lazy to put it back in the box and ship it back. Mm. Okay, but when you get ten percent returns, that means like thirty or forty percent of the people have no interest in the darn thing, and they're really too lazy to put it back in the box and send it back. Okay, so for me, that's, that says a lot. That when people are keeping the darn thing and, and enjoying it, and then, oh, and by the way, I get floods of emails and you know, personal phone calls and, and people come out, coming out to take lessons and, and hang out and understand you know, the strike better. And, and, you know, and during the lessons in the schools, we do, you know, we'll, we'll do some tour striker time. And in a lot of the drills, we'll use a tour striker just because there's, there's, ben, there's certain benefits of not being able to lay the sod over the ball and you know and uh, without going down the coaching road right now so people are afraid to take dip or they're afraid of touching the ground in the wrong place we can all agree on that right yep that they don't want to lay the sod over the ball well with the tour striker you cannot you can smear the grass you can hit the ground so part of the learning curve is touch the ground touch the ground touch the ground even though you might be doing it you know all over that square yard you're looking at down there least you're not laying the sod over the ball in that square yard you're looking at near the ball and then your low point control gets better the and then the key to great strikers is that they have phenomenal low point control and for the listeners out there what i'm talking about please is if you could <laughs> Forget imagine the listeners what about me what are you talking okay. about <laughs> there you go so if you imagine let's just say we took a white stripe and when i'm doing my schools i do this I, I just take a white stripe it's two yards long and there it is and that white stripe is perpendicular to where we're hitting right so you've got a a white stripe, and we call that the ball line. 
and I put a bunch of balls on that. And if you watched Haney's episode with Barkley, you've seen a bunch of balls and yeah, lines. And right. Well, that's what we do at the golf school. And so a good striker can go down that line and his club touches the line and takes a divot at and after the line after he touches the ball. And that's a commonality among all good ball strikers. And it's a clean-looking event. And you're like, wow, that's surgical almost. Okay. Well, when you get um, fairway Frank out there who doesn't play a lot of golf, that that is not surgical. The low point is a random. It's behind the line. It's after the line. It's chunky, chunky, chucky, you name it. You get all kinds of different low points. Well, it's hard to practice low point control when you're swinging something that is going to, you know, lay the sod. And, and by the way, it hurts when you don't, when you hit way behind the line because your, your hands get rattled. It's just not pleasurable. Absolutely. So, you know, with a tour striker, it, you know, you've got that really blunt leading edge. It doesn't dig in. So therefore, it just kind of hits and glides, and it's not painful. So then you'll go, oh, well, that wasn't good. Well, I can do better. Well, that, well that's better. Well, that wasn't good. I can do better. And then pretty soon, instead of these really random landings of the golf club on the ground, your landing gets a little bit more sequence, a bit more effective. And next thing you know, you have a tighter pattern closer to a better ball striker. So you know, to, to strike, I call them whitey, the golf ball, to strike whitey more effectively you know, obviously you need to touch the ball, then touch the ground, right? Little ball before big ball. But it's hard to train that when you've got this sharp 7-iron, like a, you know, just a typical OEM manufacturer 7-iron with a leaning edge, and you're working on your forward shaft lean, and you're pretty afraid that, you know, if you swing this thing at 70 miles an hour and run it into the ground an inch behind the ball, it doesn't feel great. So what a lot of people train themselves to do is create room, you know, a.k.a. lift your head, you know, change your spine angle, and, and become fantastic pickers of the golf ball. Yep. You know, and, and that's why that's why I invented the darn thing, just to, you know, I use the word inspire change and change, maybe have somebody's intent change. But if you don't, if it's, it's training wheels for your golf swing because you're not going to run, if you run into the ground behind the ball, you don't have the same pain. You know, you don't have the same embarrassment of this thing laying a big old sod piece over top of the ball because you can't. You know, so there's there's the elements of okay, this inspires forward shopping because I have an elevated leading edge. That makes sense. Voila, do that. Ball will go. Okay. Part two, training low point, letting the club land. Oh, and by the way, you can't lay the sod over it. Okay, so if you do hit it sort of fat, the thing skids. It doesn't hurt. So I mean, that's how a learning curve gets better and better with you know using this particular goofy training club. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Curious to know, when you talk about the divot 
and yeah. hit, hitting the big, the little ball, then the big ball, right? So you're, right. you're so you hit the ball, then you hit the ground. You're going to leave a nice divot, right? You know, big chunk of a toupee of sod is going to be flying out in front of you. It's going to be in slow motion on television. It's a beautiful thing, right? Oh, it's lovely. It's it really is, and, and it's great. I mean, when you when you hit one of those and you get this nice divot just kind of floating out in front of you, and then someone picks it up and and it's just this nice little clean toupee worth. You know, it's a mohawk there. It looks like Mr. T was chasing you, yeah. you yeah. know. But and like the guy lays it down in front of you, goes, "Wow, nice divot," you know, and your friends start picking up your divots that's great <laughs> but i'm curious to know about the direction of the divot i've Good noticed question. i've noticed that you know when i hit the ball really well the nice the divot is uh just going directly towards the target but i've also noticed divots that are like on an angle and yep. then when i look at the bottom of my club you know uh, i'm seeing that the it's not the lines underneath are not straight, you know, from whether I'm hitting the tee or, or just the dirt lines themselves. They're going on an angle. Sure. So everybody has a well, everybody has a shot shape preference. Okay, and I'll step back. So your your best strikers have a shot shape pe- preference. Your worst strikers really don't know what they're going to get, right? But the best strikers, like let's say I'm going to play a little cut, mm-hmm. and my ball is going to go pretty straight and fall a little to the right. Okay, that's usually the shot I hit. My divots do not go straight. My divots go a little left. I'm a right-handed golfer. Let's say I've got a 160-yard 7-iron, and I hit a really crisp one, and there's a nice little toupee divot. If you come back and you look at that from behind the line, you're going to see that divots got a teeny bit of a left um, orientation to it. Not much, you know, a few degrees to the left. Now, if you have a guy who hits push draws, a guy that hits, you know, a draw that goes a little right of the target line and just kind of falls back onto the target line, really sexy shot, those divots tend to go pretty straight. Now, because you need, there's a path-face relationship that creates that, that um, pre, you know, preferred ball flight. So my little fades, I'm hitting the ball, my, the, my club's going a little bit left, ball starts where the face is aiming and then works away from the path. That's a great one for your listeners. So listeners up, out there, okay, turn off all the extra st- sound right now. Walk away. If your kids are talking... Leave the room. Listen to this, okay? The ball starts where the face is aiming at impact and then goes away from the path. Now, that is not 100% accurate, but it's, it's accurate enough for you to take to the bank in that no matter where the, where the path is going, the path has very little to do with where the ball starts, okay? The path can be going wickedly inside out, and if the face is aiming, you know, right of the path, the ball is going to start right and go farther right. If the face is aiming left, the ball is going to start left if the path is going inside out and then go farther left because your path is going to the right. I don't want to confuse anybody out there, but the face is king. The, the path is what directs the curvature. The face is what directs the starting line. So really, really important. If you hit that perfect shot for you, Fred, where that divot is going straight, that means at the point of contact, your path was going inside out, then touch the ground. You have a straightish divot. My divots are going left, not much left, but a little left, which means my, you know, I'm hitting down and across the ball a bit. My path is to the left. My, my face was fairly square, so it starts pretty much down my target line and then falls a little bit to the right. So you got to be able to kind of read the divots and have a little understanding of face to path. And a lot of times people think that 
well, I'm hitting it to the right because I'm swinging inside out. Not necessarily the case. And more so, you, I hear this one. Oh, I hit it left because I came over the top. If I had a dollar for every time I've heard that, which was incorrect, I'd have a lot of dollars because the when you hit it left or you hit it right, you know, face is the culprit first, the path second. Now, I'm not going to say that you can't hit a pull or, you know, a, a path that's going left for a right-handed golfer and then the face and path match up and it's a perfect pull. I'm not going to argue with that. But most people, the path isn't that bad. The path is somewhat target-oriented. With most golfers that play a little bit of golf, it's the face that gets you know out of control. It can be a, you know four or five degrees closed or four or five degrees open, and then they'll they'll misdiagnose the 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 issue. I get it all the time with better players that are saying oh, I came over the top of that. We'll look at we'll look at it on a you know on a launch monitor, and their path has been inside out, even though the ball has gone long left. Their face was closed. They did, they had some face deviation that was bad, and then the ball starts on the target line and goes way to the left. When they normally play some kind of a push draw where the where the face is more open, and the ball starts off to the right, but the face isn't as open as the path, so you get a little spin deviation there, and the ball draws back. So I hope I didn't like go way over anybody's head out there, but to simplify it, face is king, and then path is where it, what really controls the curve. Well, I wish this was a video podcast at that very moment because then we could, then we could have had you draw, you know, visuals for us and do it. But you're absolutely right. Can people come out of the the room now? Can, yeah, they can. Okay, they can, so yeah. you can go back to the noise. But but the beautiful thing about an audio podcast is that you can pause, you can rewind, and you can listen to this section. Absolutely. Over and over and over again until you get a complete, and I will be doing this until I have a complete grasp of exactly what you're saying because I I really suspect that I just learned a lot that's going to help from well, what you so. just said. <laughs> you know, and there's there's a, I mean there's a ton of content out there nowadays with with Doppler radar like TrackMan and FlightScope yeah, and right, the, right. these these new launch monitors that have really made teaching pros a lot better. Because we, you know, before we were, we, we kind of knew, but we were just guessing, and now there's no guessing, you know. And there's, and it's when you get a really stubborn student, those stubborn ones are the best because man, they're they're usually make the best golfers. But when they're going bad and they want to change, and you suggest something, and they don't believe you. They don't have to believe you. They can just look at the numbers now, and those ones are the best. And a tour player to remain nameless because he'd get really mad at me if if I mentioned his name. But he'll He's, never hear this. Come on. Well, I can't do it. But uh, he, he is so stubborn that if you can't show him the numbers, he doesn't even want to hear what words come out of your mouth. Because it, it's, it's not even about – that's why they're so good because they believe so strongly in themselves that if you can't show them the, the, the data, they don't, they don't believe you. So you have to show them the data for them to even be mildly impressed to make a change. So that's what's nice about uh, tra- you know TrackMan and FlightScope nowadays because you know the random golfer will 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 listen to a teaching pro by and large and and trust and and work on stuff. The better they get, the the way more they they're full of contempt. I mean, they don't believe you unless you can really show facts. And that's what's nice about these uh, new launch monitors that you can say, hey, listen, your path is inside out. Your face is doing this. You're hitting this these many degrees down. This is why this is the issue. And here's the random one-off that really creates a problem for you. So let's work toward eliminating this one-off. And this is why you have the one-off that goes out of bounds or goes in the right rough every time. And, and, and that way, 
it's not just you saying what you would say anyway. It's you backed up with data that you go, look, I'm not telling you a fib here. Here's the numbers. This this Doppler radar machine does not lie. This is what the club's doing. This is what the ball's doing. This is why we have to fix it. Just like every business is going today, including you know advertising agencies, show me the metrics. Yeah, show, show me the metrics. metrics. Show me exactly. the numbers. That's right. What, yeah. what, what happened you to your them? gut, man? Um, yeah. To how important do you think? Um, you mentioned shot shape. Yeah. How important? Um, and I'll, and I'll I'll let you answer for a while, and I'll tell you why I'm asking. But um, shot shape in helping you learn about becoming a better ball striker. You know, if you shot shape, I'm going to say that when I'm coaching club golfers, okay, and I club golfers are, you know, non-professionals. Let's just leave it at that. Amateurs. I just think it's a nicer word than saying, oh, you amateurs out there. But the club golfer out there, shot shape. I'm going to say that nine out of ten of you have a driver path that is down and across the ball. And that down and across the ball you know, and when I mean down, you're hitting down on the driver and you're hitting from outside to in to some degree on your driver. And that is robbing you of massive distance. And that shot shape is typically a fade or it could be a pull draw. It's not a, it's not the correct draw, which is a push draw. And it's uh, and the fade that you're hitting is, is the wrong kind of fade. And that is that shot shape right there. When you look at your driver, and this thing kind of comes off and it starts left of where the target line and works across the target line to the right. That awareness is when you need to go find a guy that can help you fix that. Because every guy out there, and, and whoever's listening to this, you, there's a good chance that you are what the average LPGA Tour player swings at. The average LPGA Tour player swings at about 88 miles an hour. So that's average club golfer. Now, there's a lot of you out there that can swing at 100 miles an hour or 102 miles an hour or some of you that can swing at 110 miles an hour, and that's really fast. But the average LPGA Tour player, if I put them on the tee with average club golfer guy who swings at the same speed, LPGA Tour player is going to hit it way farther than you. And you're like, but wait, why? If you're both swinging 88 miles an hour, Fred, you have to have the right launch conditions to maximize on that strike. And club golfer out there doesn't. The average LPGA Tour player does because they've got the club face path relationship that gives them amazing distance, optimized distance for that face and path. Club golfer has some kind of a wiping, glancing blow that takes away the compression. So they might, you know, club golfer at 88 miles an hour, for example, the math is, you know, multiply that by 2.4. Okay, so let's just say that they can, at best case scenario, fly at, you know, 225 and then whatever the ground gives them. Okay, so at 225 in the air, that's long, my man, because if if the fairways are sort of firm, you can bumble it out there 250. That's a long drive for some person that hasn't been swinging a club their entire life. And that's what the average bear should do all the time. Now, if that face path relationship isn't correct, you know, that what should be 225 is more like 205 or, you know, 207 or 198. So they have to, with a, hopefully the help of a teaching pro or some really, you know, in, you know some intense self-study, figure out how to take away the obliqueness of the strike, get the club working correctly into the golf ball, less down, less across, 
a little bit more inside out and a little bit more up. Now, you can always have too much. Too much salt and pepper ruins the meal. A little bit of it helps a lot. So with some awarenesses and maybe the right coach, you can figure out how to have that right amount of you know, optimized face-to-path relationship for your speed. And, it, and you can be Yanni Singh. And I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm talking to the men out there, not the ladies. Uh, you know, for that guy out there that can swing at 98, 90, 99 miles an hour, you can you can fly at 250 with that club speed. Fly it, and then whatever the ground gives you might give you 300. And I'm not talking about the guy who says, "Well, I hit it 300 yards." Well, that might be downhill, downwind, and he landed on the brown spot in the fairway. I'm talking about all the time, because that's what the right phase path relationship can give you all the time. And that 300-yard one that you hit in June last year on the right day and downwind on the right course where they forgot to water the night before, now that one-off can be 350. So that's... that's Wait a minute. You, you mean it doesn't count when it hits the cart path on your distance? No, but oh, if, it makes come you feel, on. if it makes you feel better, you <laughs> it can... It sure you, does. <laughs> <laughs> it counts because you got to go play it, but that ball's exactly. got a you know, rough spot on it. <laughs> Uh, no, I brought that up because recently had a conversation with Jim Hardy. I'm sure you're yeah. familiar with Jim Hardy. Phenomenal, sure. Amazing. We yeah. did two conversations with him because he just had a new book come out called Solid Contact. Okay. And he was saying that we don't pay enough attention to the ball flight, that, that ball flight is so critically important to teach you what is going right and what is going wrong. And he even has this very simple plus minus checklist. Oh, you know, yeah. You're doing this. Yep, then you're not doing that. If you're not doing that, then you're not doing this. You know, I mean, it's like plus minus, plus minus, right, and just find right. the correct balance of everything that you're doing. And you know, he says you 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 have a swing in your your DNA, your swing path DNA, and it's just don't try to change it, just try to use it. But here's ways to correct it. So he talked a lot about ball flight, and it made a lot of sense to me. I thought it was very very fascinating. Oh, he's a genius. No, oh, he's great. The, yeah, yeah, it was really remarkable remarkable conversation. Um, so, you know, in, in looking at the questions, some of the questions that have come in to you, um, and we've been asking people a lot to please send in their questions and then you would write back to them and, and, um, you know, you'd give the coupon code, which we're now giving the coupon code, of course, golf smarter, but click on the, the, uh, the link at the golf com to get all the information you need to get from tourstriker.com and your discount. Uh, but this one question that came in seems to represent everybody. And, and basically, Andrew, um, military, says, I want to get my swing in better shape. I think mm-hmm. that's where everybody's starting. And he says, so right now I own uh, a club. My current set of clubs is a Pine Meadow Command Q Irons, mm-hmm. which I'd never heard of. But he says, now when I'm ordering the Tour Striker, I'm not certain about the lie type for both the Tour Striker 8 iron and the 56-degree wedge. Um, that, that, you know, of course I want to get my swing in better shape. I'm not going to go out and get custom made clubs or get fitted for clubs until I get my swing into a place where I'm comfortable, which may be a backwards way of looking at that, but they are fascinated by tour striker. They want the tour striker. They think it's going to help. And it, it probably will, but not for Mm -hmm. everybody, as you say. So how do you answer that two part question or the statement? I want to get in better shape, but also about the, uh, the lie type. Yeah, okay, so I see, and here's the amazing thing too, you know, I coach a lot of people, and I see a lot of really bad clubs, a lot of bad fits, and these are clubs that are fitted, which because here's a, a fitter 
will look at somebody and want to make them better in the moment. Okay, mm-hmm. so I'm going to get back to Andrew's question. So I'm going to kind of come around the corner on this. No worries. You, you'll go get a fitting, and you might be broken at the time of the fitting. A fitter is going to make you better in the moment, no doubt about it. They'll make you better by making the line goal for what you're presenting to the ball more effective. And in most cases, what that's going to be is if somebody comes in steep, that means the shaft is more vertical toward the sky than horizontal toward the ground. So the listeners can understand that when a person's not swinging well, they present the shaft steeply to the ball. That means the handle is higher away from the earth than it what than it should be. So what that does, when you take the handle and make it higher away from the earth, the face tilts to the right. And forgive me, I'm talking about right-handed golfers here. That will always hit a shot to the right and usually always fade the ball. So the fitter says, okay, I'm going to help this guy in the moment. I'm going to make this lie angle more upright so that when he presents the shaft incorrectly, at least the face has a better opportunity of making the ball go kind of toward the target. Well, that's all fine if you're going to play golf four times a year and you really don't really care about golf. You're going to go play your scrambles and you want the ball to go from A to B a little bit more effectively. So I get those people, okay? I get those people, but they were going to play more golf. And those people now come to me, and I look at their clubs, and I go, wow, okay, these were fitted. You're five foot ten, just like me, and yet you're playing golf clubs that are fit completely differently than a guy that looks just like me. Hmm. They're, they, the fitter fixed them for the malady at the time, okay? When I, and I fit a lot of golf clubs in my day. I'll talk to the student and say, are you going to play four times a year, or are you going to try to get better at this game? And if they say to me, no, I'm going to work on my game. I've got a coach. We're going to work on stuff. Because if you're going to get your swing in better shape, like Andrew suggests, and you want to swing more on plane relative to you know, kind of how we're all built, you know, even the tallest of tall people, they're not eight degrees upright. And the shortest of short people aren't eight degrees flat. Our hands all kind of hang a certain way, and we're all, they all kind of hang about the same distance from the ground. Because if you're really tall, you've got long arms. If you're really short, you've got short arms. That's why standard clubs fit the majority of people. Not everybody. There's a bell curve there. But the standard equipment fits a great majority of people. So if you're going to get into the game like Andrew is, and, he, and I went and looked up that website that he you know, posed in the question, and they sell you know, a, just a nice starter set of golf clubs that will get you going and be fine. So he, set, he bought a standard set of golf clubs. So I said, go ahead, and if you're going to get tour strikers, get the standard lie angle now for me i'm joe standard my my clubs are standard 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 they're not adjusted any which and i, and I can get whatever i want from manufacturers they're standard now granted i ordered a slightly different shaft a little bit stronger but other than that they're standard lie standard loft maybe a little bit my shafts are a little bit extra stiff that's it but they're not tweaked any other difference in the shafts being maybe a little bit stiffer than what the average guy would use so I didn't tell Andrew to go ahead and customize his tour strikers. Get the stock tour strikers. Now, a lot of people will customize their tour, their tour striker because they've played a ton of golf. They know through years and years that they prefer a one degree up or a two degrees up, and that's a bend from the hosel to the shaft variation. And they go ahead and they do that. Or they maybe like prefer a little shorter or a little uh, flatter line angle. Um, Jeff Ritter, my partner at, at uh, the Raven, he, his his clubs are, I think, one and a half or two degrees flatter. So he would go ahead and, yeah, send me the tour striker and bend them flatter. But unless you really, really know, then just get the standard ones because you can always adjust them later. Oh, and by the way, you'll save a couple of bucks because adjustments do cost you money because we have to pay somebody to adjust them. So, 
you know, to, to kind of answer Andrew's question was like, you don't need to adjust them. You know, get get the standard, unless you're nine feet tall, get the standard ones. And then after the fact, you can go ahead and say, well, you know what? I think I am going to adjust this when you grip on, have it, you know, added to it to make it match the club. Or we can do that for you. Do you need to do that? No, you don't need to do that. Hmm. Fascinating. Well, again, I encourage everybody, uh, go ahead and click on the Hey Fred button at golfsmarter.com. If you have a question for Martin that you'd like to have him address directly to you, he will do that. Also, we encourage you, click on that Tour Striker ad at the bottom of golfsmarter.com, at the bottom of our homepage, and go learn more about this product that you can get 10% off when you use the coupon code GOLFSMARTER and you go through golfsmarter.com. Um, Martin, as always, I really enjoy talking to you. I get so much out of it, and I hope we can continue doing this. Um, yeah, love it for for the long future. Yeah, it'd be great. I mean, your uh, your listener is the educated golf nerd, and that's that's my kind of person because I am the ultimate golf nerd. So I appreciate being on the show, Fred. Mm-hmm. 